They're still a thing called friendly zone. Um, they're no longer allowed to be friendly thanks to the pandemic. Um, thanks a lot, liberal media. Uh, well, so they, they uh, can't be friendly. They, they were never friendly. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way. Spoiler alert, they were never friendly. Huh. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. It's okay. Chad? I was just curious. I was wondering if there were another a victim of these unprecedented times. That's what I was wondering. Stupid lack of precedent. If only we had a precedent, we'd be okay. <laughs> these motherfuckers no have stolen our precedent. Are you a bad enough dude to rescue our precedent? <laughs> <laughs> what we need is bad dudes. <laughs> bad, dudes all... good... bad dudes uh... with good guns. That's what we need. <laughs> the, only... <laughs> the only thing we have to fear is a bad guy with a good gun. <laughs> <sighs> you should do an intro. Oh, really? <laughs> should be... I? Fine. Oh! Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Fancy over here thinks I'm going to intro this fucking thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know what the little fucking rabbit dance is. That was but, my coded uh, dance. Was oh, okay. Uh, whatever. You didn't hear Max Weinberg hitting the drums every time I did that. So. Oh, okay, fine. good, good. Um, good evening. Uh, my name is Tristan, and this is my co-host, Chad. AKA Why, hello. J- AKA Jad X. Um as known in the Portland Pie receipts, I am known as Jad X. <laughs> Jad X speaks with his hands, as uh, many of you know. Uh, yes. I'm doing it right now in this audio medium. I'm doing a sight gig. It's good. Uh, I still shit. haven't gotten used to this. <laughs> That's yeah. all. Join the club. Hey, Someday... these are unprecedented times. Oh, motherfucker. How dare you? How dare you? bring up how unprecedented these times are. Well, sometimes I think about the precedent, and then I think about how unprecedented it is right now. I still think that maybe if you were a bad enough dude, you could rescue the precedent, and maybe we'd be fine. <laughs> I need another bad dude to do it with me. You don't do it, it by yourself. There, You need two bad dudes. It's absolutely... Yeah. I mean, we all know that that's the, that's the recipe. And this country's got a shortage on bad dudes. Get I'm some afraid. more bad dudes. <laughs> Oh, That's how man. New Zealand cleaned it up so fast. They had two bad dudes show up <laughs> in New Zealand. So, so many bad dudes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's obvious. I think we all knew yeah. that. Man, I, uh, Chad, I'm yeah. destroying the environment tonight. I didn't mean to. It's uh, okay. I left home without my water and then realized that it made more sense to walk to Joseph's Smoke Shop. And purchase mm-hmm. this giant plastic bomb that will destroy the planet. It was easier to do that than it was to go home, and that I would be completely ungodly late were I to do that. So uh, I'm apologizing to the turtles, mostly. That's all. The wee turtles. The wee, t- the wee turtles. All. I'm sorry, turtles. <laughs> well, that's oh, okay. I'm also you know, apologizing. It's all going to get engulfed by the sun someday anyway, so it's going to be fine. Can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Woo! Um, yeah, I mean, those are those are going to be the good times. <laughs> um, man. Woo! What a day today. Holy jumping Jiminy's. Yeah. This was... I I don't remember the last time the store was this busy, and like we, we had a line out the door because of our 
because of the limit that we have to put on people being here. And we mm. did insane amounts of business. Hmm. Uh, and it was stressful. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but luckily there was money, which was a thing that we need to purchase goods and services, especially since <laughs> my <Explain>. orders <laughs> well, <laughs> my orders <laughs> this week were astronomically high. I don't know what I did wrong this week as far as my ordering goes, but I spent a lot of fucking money. Hey, you know what? Yeah. Speaking of ordering, um, I saw the big news in terms of oh, ordering. Jesus Christ. Shit's going crazy. What are you going to do? I'm going to get a Penguin account. My wife has a goddamn Penguin account. Like, so whatever. Yeah, but what are you going to do about ordering books? I mean, ordering Penguin meats, one thing, but what are you going to do about right. ordering books? Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about the <laughs> Penguin jerky that I subscribe to on a <laughs> weekly basis that comes to my door yeah. directly Peggy. from Antarctica. <laughs> Peggy box. <laughs> All the penguins you can eat shipped to your house every week. Yes, Mr. Poppers. <laughs> Mr. Po- Mr. Penguin Poppers. Mr. Poppers, oh, Mr. Penguin Poppers. Mr. Poppers, Penguin Poppers. Uh, yeah, they're just deep fried, deep fried penguin poppers. Uh, no, no the news. To your door, however you want them. <laughs> we'll do it. No, the, and, uh, We'll throw in a couple of other animals on the sly. We won't sure, play. why not? Something a little more endangered than that. Um, mm-hmm. No, what, what of course you are referring to is the fact that Marvel has joined DC in abandoning Diamond this week. So mm-hmm. now it, it appears that we're going to only be... Well, this is very confusing. Because Diamond has not really... Ab- or Marvel has not abandoned Diamond... Uh, Diamond is going to be able to purchase from Marvel like any other store. The possibility is that they will have a level. So there's there's graded levels in the way that Diamond retails their stuff. So like if you order a thousand dollars a week at Marvel, you get like I think your your discount is like fifty two percent or something like that. And then if mm-hmm. you order Sixteen hundred a week. Your discount goes to like fifteen or so. It's something like that. I, you know, the numbers are are confusing. Whatever it is, I'm at the second highest level right now. So unfortunately, what that means I'm is brag here. Okay. Is, well, no, <laughs> that, but that's interesting though because what it means is that it's more expensive for me to get my books through Penguin than it was to get them through Diamond. Like a lot of people, it's going to improve their business. And this is what's interesting, is that the smaller your business, the better this is for you because uh, Penguin does free shipping, uh, but their oh, discount wow. is not as good. Okay. So um, so that's, it's cool, but it also means, I think they do 50% across the board. If you're, you know, if no you're- No matter what you do. Yeah, I think if you're, you know, books a million, and you're ordering, you know, $100,000 a week in books, I think you get 50% off. I think if you are, you know, whatever, you get 50% off, period. If you're, like, yeah. so who's going to be really fucked by this? If this is the way that it's going, uh, the, the like, super discount retailers. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, whatever the, the wholesale comic, the, you know, whatever. Comic book warehouse barn, you know, get 35% off all your books. Those guys. Your mile highs. Mile highs and like some of those other guys that that do like discount yeah. online shipping stuff, uh, those guys are gonna get hosed by this, you know, all the big shops. 
which is great because we've always been working at a disadvantage against those shops. And the disadvantage that Diamond puts on really small shops, like there are a few, I don't want to call anybody out because I don't want, I don't know if they, if this makes them feel weird, but I, one of the shops that we know that are, were run by a really nice couple of people. They are now out of business, but they were really nice. They were operating at a 35% discount. Gross. Can you imagine with the amount of losses you have from comics, that is untenable because you lose 25% to just like, nobody bought it. So it's going in the trash, you know, like this shit's not returnable. Um, and the, the reason that DC and Marvel are doing this big push is because they want to get into a world where Barnes and Noble carries floppies. They want a world mm-hmm. where Walmart carries floppies. They want a world where all these places are like, yeah, let's do this because they, you know, some dumb bean counter is like, yeah, you know, back in the sixties, Archie comics was making a fortune, you know, through the nineties, even selling stuff at grocery stores. It's absolutely, you know why? Cause that shit was returnable. You fucking dumbass, And you refuse to make this shit returnable, make it returnable. And we'll all be excited, you know, but that's not what they're doing. So right. I don't know. It's it, it. The whole thing is fucking weird, man. It's just, it's, it's an upheaval in an in industry that is so stagnant that it's, it's always weird to see any change at all. And this is like big changes. Yeah, but this is good though because I I know I I, I haven't been dealing with any of the ordering since any of these upheaval changes too. But I remember trying to talk to people at Diamond. Oh yeah, and I mean it was a new person every other month. Like it was clearly one a miserable place to work because turnover was insane, yep. insane, um, insane. And then when you got a hold of someone, you could tell they were broken already. Like in the first month, they were yeah. just like they had that attitude of someone who worked there who knew that you were right but that company that they worked for wasn't going to do shit for you yeah there was there was also there was that too and there was also the the attitude of oh my god thank you for not yelling at me you know for something that is clearly out of my out of my ability to control i'm a person on a phone and every asshole that runs a comic shop is a fucking monster and so i'm shocked (laughs) that you're not yelling at me right now i always felt like you know (laughs) i was like wow i must be a really nice person because i'm not screaming at this guy (laughs) (laughs) i guess uh there you go that's all it takes yeah but that's that's the precedent for them it's just nonstop screaming it is stuff they they can't fix yeah there's no way to fix it and yeah diamond has been has been problematic for a while but there is an idea that is i want to say circulating but it's really just one dude who is very who is i'm gonna say very savvy about comic book stuff uh, one of one of talking the, about me, of course. <laughs> one of <laughs> one of the savviest retailers that I know personally, um, like, and okay. one of the few retailers that I can stand to talk to. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to call him out either, but uh, I will say I know who it is. I know, of course you do. <laughs> um, yeah. But he he's basically his his thought is that what's going to wind up happening is that uh, Diamond is going to become a direct retailer. They're going to just stop doing wholesale entirely. And they're going to move to a direct retail model so that they are now an online retailer, period. Hmm. 
Uh, and he he further ventures to say that he believes that that will fail within a year and they will be bought out by Amazon and then everybody who signed up for Pullbox will have all of their customers' information given to Amazon and all of their buying habits and they will be data mined for all of that shit and comic shops and that'll be like the first step to nuking comic shops. <laughs> and I was like, well... It's funny because I was having this conversation with Sean, who was like, that doesn't sound very likely. And I was like, yeah, you didn't go through all that shit with Comixology when they bought Comixology out. And they basically data mined everyone and then stole everything that we had and then said, no, we're cutting it off because you're now our direct competitor because we own this thing that's selling digital comics. We own Comixology. So you're your competition now. And yeah. You know what we do to competition. You know, we didn't fucking get where we are by writing checks. Nope. They, they got there where they are by making their employees shit in bags while they're out yep. driving around. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah, they're monsters. And so it's, yeah, the whole thing is, the whole thing is nuts, man. It's, yeah. it's so minor and it's so like, it seems like such a nothing burger probably to anybody else who's listening but it is it's funny because of how because of how stagnant you know the entire industry has been for you know 25 30 years well i guess it's it's somehow a monopoly has broken up itself basically yeah you know and i think that's the weird part about it was that everyone knew that diamond was a monopoly you know like they yes. treated you like it was a monopoly it acted like a monopoly Somehow was never addressed as a monopoly because Correct. I guess it's too too niche. You know, it's not like the phone company or anything like that. Nobody right. cares. So nobody cares. You know, but now we book distribution monopoly. We got bigger fish to fry no. now. You know, it's like seriously. Uh, and, we pretty much let Microsoft sense, go at this point. So whatever. What do you? Right. But then the two big companies that they had got like basically their big brothers to back them up because they got bought by major companies. Yep. So now all of a sudden DC's like, we got Warner money and Marvel's like, we got Disney money. We don't need you anymore. We don't need <laughs> you. Yeah, out. absolutely. And that's, I mean, I don't know. I, it's, it's really, it's an interesting concept to think about this. The idea that they're, they basically ditched us because they don't want us is really mm-hmm. what it is, is that both the big two Uh, have pretty much decided that being niche and like having comic shops is what makes comics uh, other, you know, it makes it something that isn't mainstream and the idea Mm -hmm. of having it everywhere and having it in really, you know, your borders, your, you know, your books, a million, those places, that's where you want comics to be. You want it to be out in the open so that it's part of, uh, part of just society, you know, that it's just, this is what everybody reads comics, you know, like it'll be like, like Japan is, you know, or Italy where it's like comics are just are like books. You read comics, you read books. These are the things that you do. These are, this is how, you know, art and entertainment is made. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I'm super skeptical about that theory. And I think that they're going to kill themselves because they already have these things like Marvel Unlimited, like all of these sort of existing Netflix models 
that basically yeah. are just there to fuck them over. You know, like, and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, uh, but also maybe they don't want to be printing floppies. It's definitely what DC is doing. DC is moving towards a, like, uh, an annual, like a British annual kind of concept where yeah. they're going to do like a $10 book every month instead of doing four, you know, 250 books or, you know. Oh yeah. They're, um, I got a book like that when I was in Paris. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a, more, cause they don't, cause they don't do monthly. Nope. I got ultimate Spider-Man. It was, yeah. Like you said, four comics in one. Yeah. And that's, that's more of their, that's more of the, the idea that they're going for. But the only thing that is keeping comics afloat right now is collectors. And that, I mean, although I gotta say though, that may be the problem. They may see that as a bubble market that is about to explode, that is about to fall apart because speculators turning books over for $45 the day they come out is obviously untenable. That's not a, that's not a way to make, you know, to make a successful, healthy, you know, culture. Mm-hmm. Aside from the fact that they're not reading them, they're just like analyzing them with a microscope to make sure that there aren't any dings on the cover. They're like, they would rather just encase it in plastic than actually read it. That sounds like a dying industry to me. Yeah. Which is a bummer what because you, some okay. of us like reading well, fucking you, comics. <laughs> then in that case, so let me flip this on you. What do you think is the solution then? I mean, I, I'm not... I'm not averse to what they're saying. I think that probably what they should be looking at is a combination of these two ideas that the Walmart edition is two months of comics bound together. It's amazing. Spider-Man, you know, what through whatever, and it's six issues and it's $10. If that's the route that they want to go because square bindings, wear better they're less likely to get destroyed than than comics i mean everybody that went through the dc thing at walmart is like well you know we found them but they were beat to shit you know they were like sure there were these cool comics that i wanted to read because tom king was writing batman or whoever was doing whatever i was like this will be cool and then it wasn't because you know they were they were all destroyed or they didn't know where to put them or they didn't know what to do with them I kept finding them in the toy section. Yeah. That was where I kept finding them. Like they put them next to the DC action figures, which isn't a bad move. That makes sense. Sure. But also you're putting it in the place for kids. <laughs> Granted, you do want comics in the hands of kids, but I don't, but not those like comics, those... but they weren't yeah, writing they... the comics that kids should be reading or want right. to read. Even they weren't kid friendly. No, that's, no, always no. Been, that's always been a problem. Anytime anyone ever came in the shop was just like, I've got a seven year old who wants to read Spider-Man. And you're like, uh, like, but now I don't know. There's a lot of murder in this one. But now, now that has changed. I mean, we have a bunch of we have a bunch of different things. The IDW stuff is, you know, Marvel basically offloaded their, you know, their ten to fourteen area Spider Man. Probably less than that. It's probably more like their six to ten Spider Man to IDW. So. You know, there's your kid-friendly Spider-Man at IDW. You can have that. You've got, like, little kid Spider-Man going on at Marvel. You've got, like, you know, pre-reading to, like, 
is something that you you would read to your kids. The big bobble-headed Spider-Man super adventure, whatever. Those mm-hmm. things exist. Um, I think they've addressed a lot of those issues, but I think that they're not... There's still there's still a lot of ways to go, and I I mean, I, at the end of the day, I think it it just boils down to the fact that maybe comics are not something that America is going to get into because Americans don't read. <laughs> you know, like I it's like yeah, trying to it's trying to push books on the average American. Guess what? Well, I they don't I, like them. Well, I think I I would. <laughs> this is me, a person who reads books. Um, I would retort uh, by saying I know for a fact that book sales have gone up. They have. In, over the past Because people years. like to pretend that they read books. I read books. <laughs> sure you uh, do. I do. You can look at my Goodreads. I've read two <laughs> books this year. <laughs> sure. Name one word. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what her. I thought. <laughs> oh, no. Name one word with five of their last albums. Um yeah, I don't know, because I remember being first introduced to comic books, honestly, at the at my corner store. Right, exactly. Was Graves, was the name of the store, um, and they had a really shitty comic selection. They had uh, Wolverine, Ghost Rider, the Ninja Turtles cartoon one, the Ninja Turtles Adventures, the one Steve worked mm-hmm. on. Um, yep. I think, like, Superman... And maybe like a couple other ones. But, you know, it was like six titles, maybe something like that. So there was a point where I was like just really into Wolverine and Ghost Rider because that was what Graves had. Oh, man. But that that Wolverine Ghost Rider thing, the the flip book, what was that called? Marvel. uh... Oh, shit. They had the Sam Keith Wolverine and the the Ghost Rider on the other side. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't even remember the name of the, the book. But, yeah, but this uh, was like when, uh, when Vengeance was popping up. So yeah, exactly. Like Same deal. Super Science Ghost Rider shows up, and I was like, oh, shit, this is cool. <laughs> you know, like, you know, but that? I think I, I did. So that when you say, like, when they're saying, like, we need to get them everywhere, I kind of get that. Oh, I mean, and, and I, no, no, no. I, I no. am in agreement with that. I think yeah. that that is good for. Me, I think it's good for everyone else in the comic industry. I think it's good for creators and writers and all of this. Unfortunately, the thing that really bothers me about it is that aside from corporatization, like it's there's going to be more corporate shit. There's going to be less indie shit. It's like it's going to hurt indies. Like the distro is going to be difficult for all those places. Although, admittedly, like places like Scout, Scout has gone over to Lunar and they have like a new Lunar thing that they're doing. And oh, that's good. And it, it looked, dude, I don't know what is going on over there, but man, Schmalky is like all over this shit. He's got, <laughs> I had no idea that he had such business acumen. It really weirds me out. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly I think of stories of his wife picking him up in Tijuana and it never it never occurred to me that at the same time that he was like blackout drunk in Tijuana and his wife had to drag him back for an episode of Ace of Cakes that mm-hmm. uh, because I think he worked on Ace of Cakes. And that's not, <laughs> I think that's correct. 
Yes. I believe so. <laughs> I think he met Neil from uh, from Clutch because they did some sort of like crossover Ace of Cakes Clutch episode. Sure. I think that was the story <laughs> I heard. I don't know. The world's a weird fucking place. It all tracks. And also, <laughs> I think I think the Ace of Cakes guy is related to one of the guys from Clutch. Uh, this world, this sure, world man. is too beautiful for one like me. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, he's doing he's doing crazy stuff, but they've gotten over to Lunar and they've got like full on distro and they're the only indie with distro at Lunar. That's it. Really? It's just was, just Scout. Cuz I was wondering how Diamond was going to react to this like if all of a sudden they were going to be like showing up the image just being like, "Hey buddy." You know, like, "How you doing?" Like, "Really cool that you're still with us." Uh, you know. Oh, I I, I mean, it's more that I wonder what image is going to do. Because, right. I mean, Image is, they're not, it's funny, I'm always shocked at how small a chunk Image takes. Of the, well, they got to the be their number play. one now. Well, oh, absolutely. It's, they're definitely the next in line, but it's always interesting. I can't remember what their numbers are, but they're like, I don't know. 8% something like that. It was some it yeah. was some number that I was like that doesn't seem possible. But I mean, we have a fucking art school down the street. So the fact that we sell probably 60% image is probably not normal. It's probably because <laughs> of um, having an art school and being a super liberal city and having like a bunch of artsy folks here. I I'm not saying there's a direct correlation, <laughs> but I think I think you can make a strong case for one yeah. as to why image books sell. Yeah, probably. <laughs> why the fact that you get drawn in quarterly books and they can't stay on the shelves. I think that's probably a direct relation to that. That's that's a good point. Uh, yeah. yeah. So interesting. But yeah, <laughs> who knows? I'm curious to see what happens. I, we'll you know, see. It's... I know I, I keep having to make more different types of import files, so this will be fun. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I know. Oh, my God. Actually, yeah. I actually I really enjoyed DC going over to Lunar. Um, it made my life a little bit easier, actually. So really, a little bit uh, because I, one, I like their layout better <laughs> for their invoices. I thought yeah. that was easier to it's easier to handle, but it's also cool knowing that like everything I'm putting in at one time is DC, so I can True. tack on yeah, a yeah. few I can tack on a few extra things to save me some time when I do that. Yeah. So that's always nice. So. Honestly, if I had one that was just DC and the other one that was Marvel, that you know, be that wouldn't cool. be so bad. You know, it's like <laughs> oh, I don't have to pick and choose which one's which and try to you know sort out yeah. Boom and Dark Horse and Image and yeah, yeah, no, Aftershock bro. and Dynamite and everybody else. Yeah, I don't know. Has Aftershock sent you a Christmas card? By the way, I feel like they should. <laughs> <laughs> I've often thought that Aftershock should be sending me Christmas cards because I they should do... be sending you at least like a cake or something like that. I feel like <laughs> they have to be wondering who's buying their comic. Why? Why is half of our comic sh- supply going to this one shop? Yeah, I know. And uh, and also the creators of Scooby Doo comics should also be sending me a card. Absolutely. I have I yeah. have a a massive pile of the batman scooby-doo crossover coming in so many i I think you should so many of them that i was like i should have contacted somebody for a shop variant i was like this is this is stupid that i'm ordering this many and i don't have a shop variant but i mean 
if they still do, please tell me. But I remember they always sold. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every Scooby Doo comic, like kids would always come in and grab those. People love Scooby Doo. Anybody, anybody who works in the publisher list of this. First yeah. off, why? Second off, yeah. <laughs> um, kids still love Scooby Doo comics. Yeah, they do. And if God, if anybody wanted to revive Bongo for fuck's sake, too, like we couldn't keep Simpsons comics on the shelves. Still, like I still get people asking for Simpsons comics and Futurama comics, and it, it's yeah. frustrating. And it's Bongo just like, no, had... they're gone. <laughs> it's like sorry. If if Bongo was like, listen, we can't do this unless you guarantee like a hundred copies every for every title that we sell, I'd be like, okay, sure, yeah, do it. You know what? Fine, fuck it. <laughs> I'm I'm all about it. Give me these. I. It's it's so annoying. SpongeBob was like one of the best yeah. comics on the shelf, which is the other part that was crazy is that not only was it a great kids comic and it was like perfect for kids, but it was also a who's who of the most brilliant artists doing like a lot of like indie people, a lot of the James Kachakas, like all of those guys doing crazy fun stuff in this world. And then on top of that, you had like uh, Steve Bissett doing a Silver Age uh, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy series that he'd throw in there every now and again. And it would all yeah. be like little Silver Age in-jokes and all of this kind of shit. And it's just, what the fuck, man? Doing great stuff. And also, Simpsons, when they tried, were incredible. You know, when they were yeah. doing the Treehouse of Horrors and they hired Bernie Wrightson to remake Swamp Thing. There's an issue yep. of Treehouse of Horrors that is a note-for-note -note remake of the first appearance of Swamp Thing drawn by Bernie Wrightson, written by Len Wein, and it is just Homer and Marge recreating that iconic issue of uh, <laughs> House of Secrets 92. Fucking yeah. what? How? This is amazing. <laughs> this is like great, great stuff. And, yeah, uh, and I well, people were coming in too just for the stickers that came with them. Well, that was the other big thing. When they did the you know? "Don't blame me, I voted for Kodo" stickers in the middle of one of the issues. Yeah, that didn't that, hurt. And there was the the Thrill House Rat Fink one. There was a bunch <laughs> of them. Uh, there was but the. They, I think I think the Ralph one had a bunch of stickers with it as well. Yeah, there was a bunch of cool stuff they were doing, and they always sold. Yeah. And then I then when Fox when they got shut down during the Disney purchase. I was really, really bummed about that. Yeah, absolutely. Especially not, because there you've got IDW for kids, already. But there's not. No. You know? It's it's weird because there aren't those options. And that's right. what is missing from the kids landscape right now is yeah. funny, fun, goofy comics. That stuff is not really addressed. The things, the closest you're going to get is something like Dogman or like those kind of things. And they're, you know, they're big, long, you know, epic, whatever. It's like the Dogman books are like a book, you know, and yeah, you don't get a comic book that's like single pages of, you know, a gag that lasts, you know, like Archie style, funny comics that are just little tiny stories you know, bite-sized, mm -hmm. four or five of them per book with, like, inserts and, like, little dumb shit. It's, that is missing, and I don't see that anywhere. I don't see anybody doing that right now. 
because when I was in sixth grade, um, I bought up when I used to go to Moonshadow in the mall. Oh man! Shout out to Moonshadow in the mall. Hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> um, I used I bought up every issue of uh, Lethargic Comics they had. <laughs> yeah, and uh, me and my friends would share them. I'd let them borrow them, and like we would just—they were so stupid, you know. <laughs> but they were, but we laughed like nonstop. Oh, yeah. Because there was a joke where just like characters would just yell bread when they would like run into rooms and stuff like that. Because it was like all like all like parodies of superheroes and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And it was drawn well, but it was just so goofy and weird. And I I think yeah, like you're saying, like something yeah. like that is missing. Like something where kids can buy comics and just laugh at them and share them with their friends. I mean, like, I remember <laughs> I remember I bought all of Paul the Samurai at Moonshadow. So yeah. all Paul the Samurai <laughs> and uh, Chainsaw Vigilante and Maneating Cow. So the yeah. <laughs> the trifecta of uh, of tick comics that were you know auxiliary tick comics. Yeah. Damn it! So good, all genius. Then it turns out that the guy that did uh, did you know that the guy that did Karma Tornado the the tick the side series is the guy that went on to make Venture Brothers. Oh, no kidding. Jackson yeah. Puzzle? It all makes no. sense now, doesn't it? It does. It does. Yep. <laughs> that's, always been the, that's always been the comparison. It's like, there's so much tick in this. I wonder why that is. And Ben Edlund's also like a consultant and like, yeah. Yep. That makes sense. No, he, he wrote Karma Tornado. So that was, that was my favorite panel that I ever went to at New York Comic Con. I went to a Venture Brothers panel. Oh, nice. And it was the only one I wanted to go to. And I had to convince Gerald to go with me. Because Gerald didn't want to go. He goes, what is this? I don't care. What is... And then he started... Oh, and I was like, and I was like, no, no, no. Just sit down. And he's just like, are they just up there just ranting and yelling shit? And I went, yes. <laughs> like that. And it was just like an hour. And as we were leaving, he went, that was hilarious. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I need to watch the show. That, those guys are great. And I was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, I knew they weren't going to talk about the show at all. They were just going to rant and rave. <laughs> and it was wonderful. That's great. But yeah, I know. I know. We keep saying kids need comics like that. I should probably just do one. Yeah. You know, maybe that's, <laughs> the, maybe that's the idea. But that is, that is the something. thing is that it's like, I mean, still, Let me one tell of, you what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> still one of the best kids comics that we have as far as kids comic sales, Calvin and Hobbes. We sell a lot of Calvin and Hobbes. You know, Hasn't because been published it over twenty years. <laughs> yep, because it's great, and it's just jokes. That's all it is. Is it's little little tiny bite sized stories that are funny. You know. And yeah, actually, uh, I got the the big collection. Yeah, like the and I started reading them to my girl, <laughs> and like every day they were just like, "Can we can we read about the the boy and his tiger like a little bit? You know, <laughs> just like a little bit more." And I was just like, "Uh, yeah, sure." And I end up explaining half the jokes, but they don't really care. You know, you were like, they just want to. The kids are always like, "Why does he hate Chevrolet so much? I don't understand. <laughs> He's constantly urinating on Chevrolets. Is there is there something in the deep in this in this story it's to like, explain it? Ladies, Chevrolets, Fords, or as I call them, found on road dead. Oh, okay. oh goodness. Oh, oh, <laughs> yes. you, you're a, aren't you a caution? Hey, look out. <laughs> I'm a Kia man myself. 
Uh, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I want a Matchbox car that has an engine in it. That's <laughs> Listen, if you live in Maine and you don't own a Subaru, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how I, you survive. I'm, I'm in the market. I'm in the market. I don't know how people who drive cars as opposed to trucks uh, can survive without a Subaru in Maine. I'm just, I'm constantly I, seeing people yeah. buried in snowbanks that I drive over, and I'm like, I, I like, they're mad at me, but I'm like, well, why the fuck did yeah. you buy a Geo Metro? You live in Maine. <laughs> Geo Metro. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's yeah. <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the market for a similar vehicle. Either yeah. I'm, we're talking minivan. Oh, which I don't, shit. which I don't see. Actually, I don't either. Kind of yeah, like I don't actually. I'm looking at places that sell cars, and I don't see minivans, which I find kind I of. Weird. I don't think they exist anymore. I think they're. I think that those have moved to being like uh, the hybrid SUV. Type yeah, thing. The, sort of the yeah. hybrid SUV stuff. Like, I mean, like a, a Subaru Forester or whatever the larger version of that is. I can't remember what it is. Well, I like your. I like your car a lot. The Outback. Mine's a, mine's I, a I Forester. Think... Oh, is it a Forester? I like. It is. Well, yeah. I like your car. Anyways, but I mean the difference is negligible. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean we could throw a pinball machine in the back, but it's got enough space for. That's shit, the thing. So. I don't know if you can do that with an Outback. You may not be able to put a pinball machine in the back of an Outback, but well, I'll was... have to bring a pinball machine with me when I'm car shopping. Exactly. <laughs> and... like, I'm like, we just need to take the legs off and get it in there. I just need to know <laughs> if it fits. It's not going to tear okay. giant holes in the roof, is it? Oh yeah, it totally huh? is. Oh, it, it will. <laughs> That's fine. You, listen, buddy, do you want to sell the car or not? Let's get this thing in there. <laughs> Man, <laughs> this pinball machine costs more than the car, so if we get that, be that's gentle probably with it. true too. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh, yeah. I don't want to have to buy another car, but I totally do. My car is so fucking old. How old is your car? Two thousand four. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was... That's, that's not too bad. Mm, I mean, I guess not, but it is pretty fucking old, and it is starting to rust yeah. out, and it is... Oh, you well, know, in that case, then. It is, getting, it is getting to the <laughs> point where... Uh, well, yeah, again, it's it's Maine, you know? Like, it's not... Maine is not kind to cars. No. Just in general. So No, not at all. I mean, most of the cars I was looking at for sale are around... 2005 to 2007 yeah for like used car places and then they treat like a 2013 is like like a piece of fucking solid gold <laughs> they're just like hey 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 eight years ago what do you think yeah i'm you're like well, yeah i guess so okay it's it's very <laughs> well, strange i i don't know this could be a very bad like financial decision on my part but mm -hmm. i have basically after a series of financial disasters involving buying used cars that were fucked up by their owners and, mm -hmm. you know, buying them from dealerships and then having the dealerships just like write me off and be like, eh, mm -hmm. sucks to be you. And then I'd be like, fine, I'll buy your extended warranty. How about that? And then I do it. And then they're like, Oh, we don't service Fords here. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to burn down your house. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm going to kill you. I'm going to follow you home and murder you. What the fuck, man? <laughs> like, how can yeah. you do this? Uh, and I went through that shit and I was like, I'm just, I'm never buying a used car again. Like, I don't care how badly it financially cripples me to purchase a brand new car. 
It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I do not care. I will buy a new car at, like for every new every time I need a car from now on. You know, I try to go 20 years between cars. So it's fine, but like it, it just the the terrible repairs that I had while my car was while I was still paying $200 a month to repair my mm-hmm. car and then having $2000 repair bills in a year was like, well, that's a new car. As long as it covers me for not having those thousands of dollars in repair bills, as long as I get one of those things, so for five years you're covered for anything that goes wrong with your car, mm-hmm. then you never have to double up, and it's basically the same thing. So I'm like, nope, no used cars ever again, ever, for yeah. me. That's probably a good policy. I, the should only, probably, I, should, I should probably do the same thing. The only thing that really fucked me on that is that excise mm-hmm. tax is insane on a new car oh yeah like basically the deal that i had with michelle was like she was like i'll pay the excise tax you Mm -hmm. pay the you know you pay for the car i'll pay for the excise tax and it was like 650 dollars or something like that my first year which yeah you know was 20 years ago so who knows what it is now it's probably ten thousand dollars it's probably it's probably a hundred thousand dollars now considering (laughs) my my forester brand new was nineteen thousand dollars when i bought it which at that point was still the most insane amount of money that I've ever spent on anything, you know, but yeah. you know, 0% interest. Come on. You can't <laughs> <laughs> 0% can't Aper, go yeah. <laughs> But also at the time I was living in a house that I was paying $300 in rent for. Ugh, so... Fuck you. Okay. I was paying a hundred dollars more for my car payments than I was for my rent. So I was like, eh, this isn't bad. I was living with six fucking people, but you know, yeah. <laughs> but that's how it is, man. And things were Some... about to get real. Oh my that... God, dude. Sometimes I miss a... that. I can't, I can't lie. Sometimes I miss having a shit ton of roommates. It was fun. You know, it's, it's nice to have some, it's nice to have some jerks around to like play video games with or whatever, write music with whenever you feel like it. You get the best stories out of those situations too. Also that true. Yeah. Cause like usually eventually you'll end up being like, I gotta fucking get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, Like I can't do this anymore. You can't live in a punk house after 35. That's not, that's, that's the end of punk house living is like 30 usually. But when you think back on it. It's like always oh, just like, oh yeah. Remember when we just had that person named Tree? <laughs> just like who lived with us, you know? Yeah. No, I no, I agree. It was yeah. it is fun to have that. But I mean, like, I don't think I've ever lived with people I didn't like, is the thing. Is that I yeah. think I've always I've always had houses because everybody's it's Portland, so everybody's always looking for a place to live. So if you have a place mm-hmm. that has like a bunch of vacancies all the time. It's like you just talk to your friends and they're like, oh, cool, I'll move in with you. And then you have a friend living with you and you're just kind of like fucking off with your friends all the time. So I do miss that. I mean, I think maybe I miss it, especially because of the pandemic, because of not seeing anyone in any kind Mm -hmm. of societal function. All right, fine. I'll move into your house, Tristan. Jesus Christ. You you can't move into my house. It's a single (laughs) room. I live in a cube. (laughs) Make room in the cube because I'm moving. <laughs> oh, um, actually, speaking of the pandemic, 
You Your son boy of a Vax. bitch. Your boy full Vax. Son of a bitch. Well, then why aren't we doing this live then? Get the fuck in here. Uh, I got two weeks, man. Ugh. Before it fully kicks in. You kids. You know that we... But seriously, though, besides that, you know that we literally have built a fucking COVID dome in here, right? There's <laughs> like... Home. Uh, so the entryway we literally plastic off for recordings. Yeah. So there's like a there's a safe room where I can't breathe on you at all. Okay. So I, I will come in I yeah. will come in and do one live. Yeah, we we mask up, come in, close the place off, run the line in, and then just do it with headphones and yeah. microphones. I mean not all the time, but I will definitely come in and do something. Cool. That'd be great. Um, yeah. Because driving in a car and beep, 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 gas break, honk, you know how I know. I, I don't, actually, but... <laughs> oh, okay. I'll take your word for it. Um, I, <laughs> it's, it's so insane. Speaking of, speaking of, like, how weird the world is and not seeing anyone, and also Joseph mm-hmm. Schmalky, as it turns out, um, I haven't <laughs> seen Joe in a year. It's been a year since I've seen Schmalky, and, you know, he's oh, been wow. doing all this insane shit. But, um, then... Apparently, because I forgot that I'd ordered uh, Girl Scout cookies from his daughter, or really from his wife, but sure, his daughter. Uh, yeah. And so he came in specifically to deliver Girl Scout cookies. So I get to okay. see Joe only because of Girl Scout cookies. That's how insane this world is. Like, yeah. you can only see people you know when they're here to do some really mundane, bizarre family thing. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what I'm, I'm getting on? ready to go back into the world and Are you... awkwardly enter places and not know how to talk to strangers anymore. <sighs> um, it's all gone, forgotten. I don't know how to do any of it. It's so awful. But, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to say, like, thank you all the time. <laughs> just <laughs> Thank you, uh, Pazzo bread. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, oh my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, I agree. We've been, uh, we've had so many problems with like communication since this has happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, I normally deal with people who are socially awkward, shocker, you know, in the, <laughs> in the store, but yeah, even I've noticed that I have taken on some of these problems that like the worst of the worst of the people who call us or whatever have Mm -hmm. in that, like, and you know, if you're one of these people who's called in and I've hung up on you, I'm sorry. I'm really bad at phones now, apparently. Uh, (laughs) But like, because people will call us and you remember the magic card calls. You remember anybody that was calling about magic cards, they'd call and they'd be like, Hey, you, hey, hey, you carry, Hi. you got magic cards? No, I'm sorry, we don't. Yeah. Click. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, you, uh, or you got magic cards? No, I'm sorry, we don't. Is there anything else I can help you with? <laughs> um. Okay, I guess goodbye. Click. Yeah. Where you're like... You haven't hung up and you're not saying anything and I don't know what the fuck is going on. And so now I feel like I cut people off. So I just expect everybody to be that guy. So when they call, they're like, I'm sorry. Sorry, we don't. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm like, oh, whoop. <laughs> fucking cut you yeah, off. Sorry before about that. You... 
sorry, I'm expecting that you could be as bad as the worst people that call, so I'm not giving you a chance to waste my time. I apologize. Yeah, there's a, a lot of people who lack phone skills, and I feel like that's a de- that's going to be even worse now. Like once people really oh, start yeah. calling again. Yeah. Because it was bad before. And I'm not going to say it's all texting. It's probably somewhat texting. And I'm I get sure. that. Because I'm sure talking to people is a nightmare. And I'd rather it text is, of too. Course. But, <laughs> you know, but I don't know. It'd I wish we had strange. a store phone that you could just text into. That'd be that'd be great. Shit. I mean, I, I think that's called email, but they could just. The do hell that. is that? The, the hell's world? an email? An electronic mail. <laughs> no, thank you, good sir. Oh, oh my God, Chad. Yes. This is reminding me. So we've had we had the worst shoplifter that we've literally ever had in the store during these unprecedented times. Yesterday, we had literally the worst shoplifter that i've ever encountered now what do you it mean was, by worst like the uh, dumbest or the stole the worst things possible was the worst person was the was the worst example of a person who came in to steal so okay this guy comes in and you know he's having a hard time with his mask and he's clearly drugged out of his mind you know or mm-hmm. or had some other issue and we try not to make any kind of judgments on that for obvious reasons you don't want to assume that someone's on drugs when it could when they could have some sort of neurological issue whatever you don't want to you don't want to go out go down that road this guy right. i should have just assumed because his eyes were really bloodshot and he like they were bugging mm-hmm. out of his fucking skull and you know he was like staring at us like really <laughs> yeah like this and so we were like uh whatever but then he was like right next to these three kids who were in there and we thought that basically he had a helper and someone was helping him out so the moral of the story is never assume anything because what he was doing <laughs> was he was stealing shit and like leaning into these people he had never seen before in his life saying, you're not going to tell on me. 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 And he was like leaning into them and then like grabbing shit out of their hands and stuffing it into his coat. You're not going to tell on me. You're not going to tell on me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what was going on. And we were like, and one of the guys like literally like tech, like wrote a text on his phone and was like, this guy's fucking crazy. He's stealing, you know, like, and so David assumed that that meant that he was trying to shoplift because, Mm -hmm. you know, so he started watching him and then he just started acting really crazy and gave David the crazy eyes. And then the guy was like, no, 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 he is stealing and has like, he just kept stuffing shit in his jacket and was hiding behind us. Like he was literally using these strangers as a human shield. So we couldn't see, And he was just like, kind of like ducked in and jamming shit into his coat and telling them, basically threatening that he was going to murder them if uh, they told on him. Wow. So that was fun. Cool. Uh, Yeah. Needless to say, we're going to have to have a talk with him the next time he comes in. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sir, this is not the kind of behavior that we expect from a U.S. Now senator. Here. Now, <laughs> now, Mr. Ted Cruz, this is not the way that you're supposed to behave in public. Um, <laughs> I know how they let you get away with stuff down at the Senate, but we're not at the Senate now, are we? Um, no. Okay, that's right. Your mother doesn't work here, nor does she work at the Senate. Uh, 
fuck, man, it was nuts. <laughs> that was not okay. That, that was not. Nuts. That was not great. Uh, so yeah. yeah well, gonna... I had a stressful experience today. Oh really? <laughs> yes, I made a pie for the first time in my life. <laughs> oh, meat. And <laughs> and what did the serial killer who was around you at the time? Do? <laughs> oh, you mean my cat? No. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, no, sure, I, I sure, a... sure. That's that's co- that's comparable. Uh, I made a, I made a lemon a lemon curd pie. <laughs> Ooh, actually, that sounds really good. It was supposed to be a lemon meringue, but I did not finish the meringue in time. So it is a lemon curd pie. Did you make the? I, it sounds like you didn't just dump shit in from a can. If you're calling it, I lemon did not. Curd. No, this is all made from scratch. So um, I haven't. You had a chance to talk dumb about this dumb. Yet. You know that they make this shit lemon shit in a can that you just glop in, and it's okay. fucking delicious. All right, hold on. Let's go from the beginning. <laughs> all right. So my children, my lovable angels. Okay. Love the Great British Baking Challenge. And they said, Mama. Just killed a man. Oh, sorry. Mama, Papa, please, for us, your darling children. We haven't eaten in weeks. We've seen these treats on the Great British Baking Show. Could they be ours, please? Basically, they said, could we have a Great Pennell Baking Challenge? Is what they asked. So, for the past two weeks. It wasn't just a way to get sweets for, uh, for free? Uh, honestly, we're pretty dessert heavy. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, okay. <laughs> way more than I was when I was a kid, but that's a, that's a whole conversation for another day. <laughs> um, no, the the first week was cakes, okay. and uh, I I won star baker. Holy the shit! The first week, yeah. Uh, my wife made a much fancier, more decadent cake than mm-hmm. I did, and I straight up did a chocolate cake from scratch. She also did hers from scratch as well. I've never made a cake from scratch before. I was terrified. <laughs> First off, yeah. I was just like, what the fuck, man? I was like, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to fuck this up. I'm going to fuck this up. Gonna... That's all I could think like the entire time I was doing it. But I always make fun of the Great British Bake Off because I always find that they put too much crap in everything. Too much that's crap. Always, that's always my complaint. Or it's always some like marzipan or just, like, yeah, yeah. just stuff that I, I don't find appetizing that they put in yep. being like, this will make it better. And it's like, mm, no, you just fucked up a brownie. That's what you did, you know? <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah. And I did that, and I, you know, I think I literally won because children like simplicity. Yes. If this was adults doing this, then I would have lost. I think that's the Yeah, the because you needed more fucking persimmons jammed in that for no reason Exactly, at all. exactly. I needed more blood orange syrup on it <sighs> and shit like that. Okay. Um, so, speaking of, though, Sally. Tell me. Uh Sally, your former boss, Sally. Uh, I remember Stella. Stella von Hell from Manwich. Uh, train she, enthusiast, Sally. Tra- yes, train enthusiast. Uh, yeah. She made my wife a cheesecake with a blood orange compote spread on the top that was fucking incredible. Yeah, incredible. She also that works. At, she works at Two Fat Cats now, and so she's even better a baker than she was back then. And she's always been a really oh my good God. baker. That so, is, that's insane. Cause she's very, just, very good. Just to say that was fucking crazy good. So oh, maybe I don't know. Do cheesecake next I was time. just I concerned that you were dissing blood oranges and, uh, and I had reason. No, no, to, I was, I had reason to I was, defend uh, them. I was trying to think of something, uh, decadent, mm. something, something fancier. Um, and then, uh, so this, Man, there's some motherfucker smoking right outside my door and I'm going to go, <laughs> bash his fucking head in with an axe um sorry 
I'll do that later. No, no, these are unprecedented times. I understand. It's ungoddamned uh, precedented. <laughs> uh, so How this much week cigarette was... smoke is blowing into my fucking store? I thought you had a dome. Well, I don't have the dome up because there's nobody in that room. Well, there is cl- there's someone next to it. Now, clearly, there's somebody outside the door just blowing smoke underneath the door. I think they're blowing into the mail slot in the bottom of the door. I think they are. I, I can almost guarantee it. Yeah. I All swear, right. well, Matt and I were doing a podcast, and I swear to God, there was somebody hotboxing us with pot. We literally got <laughs> so much weed in there that we both felt stoned. So, <laughs> That's funny. That was, ins- I mean, it's Portland, so it's not surprising. Right. Mm. So this week. Okay. Uh, was supposed to be a lemon meringue pie. That was the choice. Meringue. That was made. Mer- yes. Lemon, lemon meringue. Um, and I, I felt okay doing the cake from scratch. I was like, ah, cake, you know, it's, it's a mixture of some things that I'm familiar with. Like, but like making a pie crust, you know, rolling it out, pre-cooking it. And then when I saw the instructions for how to make the lemon curd, there, there are moments when I'm cooking stuff that I think back going, who did this for the first time? Yeah. Who thought of this? There's yeah. no way people were sitting around being like, oh, when you're mixing all this stuff and you're boiling it, you take four egg yolks, not the egg yolks and whites, just the egg yolks, and then you mix some of it together, and then you fold it into it, and you have to keep stirring it while you're doing it. No. No, no, no. No one <laughs> no. thought of that. That's like alien shit. Yeah, or no, I agree. Some type of angel came down and gave you instructions on how to make lemon curd. And... I- uh but yeah. I, I managed to do that. It was the actual meringue whipping the egg whites with the sugar. I didn't do it. I didn't get it done in time. And I was just so defeated <laughs> by the end of it. Uh, my wife did it. Bless her heart. She did it with a whisk. She has a blister on her hand from how much she had to whip that fucking oh, shit. shit. I know. It was insane. Like, I was standing using a beater, like a machine, like a... a, a a mixer. I was gonna call it a robot. I'm such an idiot. Um, yeah. I was using the you, beater bot. You know and, the blender uh, robot. You know you know what I'm talking about. It goes. But, uh, yeah, I was using that, and I just wasn't. It just wasn't going. And no. I was like, I don't. And then I realized I didn't. I was running out of time, and I was just like, fuck it. <laughs> I was like, I was so pissed because I was I was legitimately stressed about doing it. Wait a minute. Like, I'm gonna make. So- so there are there are actual time limits. Yes, that's insane. And just Why like the Great British Bake Off, my kids will come in and go. So what are you doing? What are you working on? <laughs> Those uh, monsters! Do they knock my, shit out of your hand by accident and like do all no, that? that like most of the comedians youngest, do on that show. My youngest pretends to be uh, Paul Hollywood, and she goes by Ginny Hollywood, <laughs> and she gives us Ginny Hollywood handshakes when we make food. <laughs> This is adorable. adorable. It's adorable. It it's adorable. It is. It's very cute. Uh, but this week, uh, my <laughs> wife deservedly one star baker because she actually finished her pie. What? Um, whereas I, I half finished my pie, but I was still like, "Holy shit! I half finished the pie." It was more after I, I was, agree. after after I was done being disappointed with myself. I realized later I was like, "Holy shit! I can't believe I did that." Yeah. I mean, you so, did cheat because you used the uh, the blend bot, but whatever. Uh, 
I was just running out of time because I it was my first time doing everything. And I was like, I didn't know what the fuck to do with this crust. I was like, I had no clue what to do with this thing. Yeah, pie crust is nutter butters. Like that stuff is like, do you have a bunch of stones that you use to weight it down when you cook it or anything? Or do you? Uh, uh, Coins. I use coins. You put parchment paper down on it. Huh. And you just dump a bunch of coins in there and that works just the same. Hmm. Interesting. That's what I did. You know, if you, know. Want, if you want to do it wrong, I suppose that's a good way to do it. You know, <laughs> hey, my Prescott came out pretty good. I will. I jokingly said afterwards <laughs> that I believe I had recreated a Hostess lemon pie. Ooh. Okay. Now like, I'm interested. If I, had, if I had wrapped it over with the crust, I feel like I could have made one of those. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Call me when you when you make one of those uh, those Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, pudding pies. I didn't have enough. Uh, what do you call it? Slime. Automatic transmission fluid to uh, make one of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are so good, though. God, they were. I was. I uh, like you know what? One of the greatest things that has ever existed in the world. Of oh my god! Garbage food. Well, that came up because uh, I, because as you know, I started going in grocery stores again. Oh no! Um, and I walked past the table talk display, <laughs> and I grabbed some table talk pies and I brought them home. And I was like, "Kids, look! I found these crappy pies that I used to eat when I was a child." <laughs> like, when I had no money, and they were fifty cents a piece. Yeah, exactly. they were five hundred calories and fifty cents a piece. So I could survive <laughs> by eating two of these a day, even though I had no <laughs> muscles in my body holding my bones together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I realized I described uh, being poor in one of my apartments was that I only bought food that I could cook on the burners because oven food was too expensive. <laughs> Ooh, that's fancy oven food. I don't think we want to be talking about that. <laughs> Whoa. <Okay. laughs> What's with you, Johnny? So. Rich-ass frozen pizza motherfucker. What are you doing over there? Yeah. If it's not on Celeste pizza for one, I'm not interested. No, if it's not fried bologna cups, I don't want it. <laughs> fried bologna <laughs> It Absolutely. makes little cups. <laughs> now, when I mentioned you Table Talk on Twitter, <laughs> I was told there was a Covered in Bees concert that had a lot of Table Talk pies. Does that sound familiar to you? <laughs> it does. It was okay. very familiar, yeah. We did a <laughs> uh, we did a show, oh shit, Ale House, maybe? Maybe Geno's? Who knows? Yeah. But uh, the idea was it was Rocksgiving. And so it was like the day after Thanksgiving. And so we bought, I don't know, a hundred table talk pies for everybody <laughs> there as like a Thanksgiving thing. And you know what? It's going to shock you at this punk rock show. It turned into a giant food fight. I don't I, no. Listen, we didn't. We How could we have ever guessed that there was going to be the, <laughs> I could uh, literally, I have like, uh, there's something on one of my symbols. That symbol is long gone now, unfortunately. But at the time, for like the rest of its life, it had a stain on it from one of those pies hitting it. And like, it yeah. never went away. Like, I could not clean it off with anything. It had eaten into my oh, symbol somehow. That's that's concerning. <laughs> what, whatever was in that particular pie wanted to eat its way through the brass in my symbol. So... <laughs> I don't know. I think that's just the that's just the preservatives doing their job. Yes, it's preserving your symbols to this day. <laughs> Could be that. I don't think it cracked on the part that had that on it, so maybe it was preserving my symbols. I should have smeared it all over. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was a very fun show and really, really insane and really disgusting. <laughs> I, mean, I it's funny, though, because I swear to God, I don't think that that was in anybody's mind when we did that. When yeah. we put tabletop pies everywhere and we were like, it's Thanksgiving, you know, whatever. It was yeah. just... It's four-person Thanksgiving. This yeah, this, will, this will be funny. Yeah. Like, you basically get a tabletop pie when you go through the door. <laughs> yeah. But what happened was everyone just drank, didn't eat any tabletop pies, and just threw them at each other, and they just got destroyed and you know coated every surface with pie i i would have been under the table hoarding the eclair pies that would have been <laughs> i know i i definitely probably ate at least three of those eclair pies during the course of that show and i mean probably yeah. just from people throwing them at me so <laughs> you're throwing it, you're just opening your mouth and catching catching, catching them out of the air <laughs> well uh, <laughs> one gulp of pie thank down. you <laughs> yes now i can drum faster <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God. I miss playing shows. Oh, God. I really, really, really miss playing shows. I feel like I won't even complain about loading up for the first show that we play after the pandemic. <laughs> for at least one show, I won't complain. I won't complain. Dude, I'm the worst complainer. I Every show we play, I'm like, I don't want to be here. Why am I here? I hate this. This is the worst fucking thing. Oh, God, I got to load my drums at the stairs, and this is fucking terrible. Ooh, a show. I love this. I'm playing. Ah, yeah, this is the greatest time I've ever had in my life. It's done. Oh, fuck. I got to move my... Oh, God, it's the worst. I fucking hate everything. I want to murder everybody here. <laughs> Yep, that's that's the range of emotion that I go through. It's just like that 45-minute set is like the best time I've ever had in my entire life, and then everything mm. surrounding it is a goddamn nightmare. <laughs> that's lovely. Well, especially if we have that emotional roller coaster. Like <laughs> no, especially if we have to travel. That's the worst. That's why we basically only play in Maine, because... <laughs> I mean, we've had so many bad away shows that I'm just like, I don't ever, I don't feel, I'm too old. I don't need this shit anymore. I don't need to tour. Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. Boo. <laughs> Honestly, I think, uh, oh, shit, I can't remember the name of the club. That There's a club in New Hampshire. The Brick House? I think Brick House, yes. The okay. Brick House, you know, it's an hour away, not even a real trek. But I think that was the club that made me never want to play out of Portland ever again. <laughs> we had such a terrible experience there that we were just like, this is, this is bullshit. We're only playing places that ask us to be there. And the only places yeah. that are going to ask us to be here are places that know us. And they're only going to be in the Portland area because we don't tour. So <laughs> voila, here we are, never leaving Maine again. <laughs> Come to us, assholes. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> if you like us, come to Maine. So we have some people that travel from uh, from Massachusetts to come see us. That's very yeah. nice of them. That's very nice of them. There's sure a couple ready to get a, get the hell out of Massachusetts. So. Yeah, there's this one couple that travels, and because uh, they saw us with Iron Reagan and uh, whatever that band is, that terrible band that everybody seems to like, and I can't fucking imagine why. They were the headliner, and I still can't think. Volbeat. That's the name of the band. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And we were told that we were playing with this band called Volbeat, and it made me laugh. And I was like, like the little mouse. They're like like the Beatles, but like little mice things. No, no, no. They're VOL beat. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. I listened to them, and I was like, well, they're kind of terrible, but that's fine. And then I found out that they basically co-headlined a fucking tour with Metallica. And I was like, what? What? (laughs) How is that? I don't understand what world this is, but okay, fine. We got to play with Iron yeah. Reagan, which was awesome, though. So there you go. Yeah, music's a strange world, man. Strange as hell. I don't need to tell you that, though. You know. No. <laughs> I mean, also, I don't, I don't understand how all of these musicians that are like every time we play with like some gigantic band, like there's this amazing spread of like the best food and like a beer garden and like all this shit. Like they provide them this spread. That's like a wedding feast for every Mm -hmm. show. And they're playing every show they play. This shit is laid out for them. I don't understand how every one of them isn't fat as fuck. Like every one of these, like these bands, they're these skinny little motherfuckers. I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's cocaine. I I think I think the magic. <laughs> the answer is drugs. I think, I think the magic ingredient is cocaine, really. But it still blows my mind. I was like, Jesus, you know, covered in bees. Was like, what? What is this? Like, we get to? Can we like fill Tupperware containers with the shit and take it home? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, as long as you don't do it before Volbeat gets in here, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Uh... To, to speak to that, I on um, I don't know if you listened to the Conan podcast of Dave Grohl. Oh yeah, where he discussed his uh, his now love and fascination of fried chicken and champagne <laughs> after every show. That's so fucking disgusting. <laughs> he loves it. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, it, it still shocks me that like somebody like that he doesn't warm up before a show. He mm-hmm. does a shot of Cuervo. He does you know, drinks two light beers and then does another shot and then goes on stage. I mm-hmm. would walk out, get lightheaded and fall over. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have, I've, I play worse after a single beer and it drives me crazy that like, there are all these guys that are just like, Oh yeah, we've got to do like four shots before we go out. And both. I'm like, who are these people? I mean, massive raging alcoholics. You know, I'm answering all my own questions tonight. The answer is massive raging alcoholics, and uh, and the other answer was cocaine. So, um, yeah, that's that's music. As it turns out, substance abuse goes hand in hand with being with famous. success. <laughs> Kids, you'll never be successful if you don't abuse drugs. That was literally told to me by an art professor at U.S. Motherfucker, my vocal teacher told me the exact same thing. Yeah, no, she said, uh, this was a quote. She said, you have a lot of talent and you have a lot of promise. And then she's like, but you don't do drugs, do you? And I said, no, I don't do anything. And she went, God damn it. How are you going to be the next Jackson Pollock if you don't start doing drugs? (laughs) And And I said, Jackson Pollock isn't a good person. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. She's like, that's not the point. (laughs) Yeah. And that was, that was exactly, well, I mean, it was basically what I was told. I was told that I, when I was in jazz school, mm-hmm. I was going for guitar, drums, and vocals for singing. My vocal instructor was like, your voice is too pretty. 
you need to you need to smoke filterless cigarettes and you need to drink straight whiskey. <laughs> and that is what you need to do for the rest of this year because you have you do not have a rock and roll voice, you don't have a jazz voice. You are too clean. Uh, and you sound, you, you sound too pretty. Get rid of that. And I tried everything I could to ruin my voice in whatever ways I could. She was just like, she hated how pretty my voice was. was, Yeah. And, uh, and so thanks, I guess, uh, teacher from and that was also part of the university of Maine system. Is that correct? Sure. Was part of the university of Maine system. Oh, there must yeah. have been an email that went out. <laughs> oh, every that was the funny part is that UMA back in the olden days. Uh, I was at the University of Maine at Augusta when I was going to Jazz Jazzerino School, and <laughs> Jazzerino, uh, <laughs> and uh, and every teacher was smoking pot in their rooms. And this was mm. you know fifteen twenty years ago when that was like a or twenty five years ago when that was a huge no no. That was like mm. you know like prison time kind of stuff but every single teacher was just always smoking weed in their room when you'd go in and uh and also my uh my advisor was the horn player for blood sweat and tears okay which is weird that's weird strange he had like he literally had uh, the last time i remember going into his office he had a stack of gold records leaned like those those like glassed in gold records yeah, yeah. things he had a stack of those that he was like trying to figure out how to put up on the wall and he just kind of had them like leaning like 15 deep 10 deep like so many fucking gold records yeah back when people used to sell albums <laughs> yeah, right exactly <laughs> but, i mean right. it was the 60s and 70s so yeah people sold records back then but yeah crazy <laughs> wow what a weird world now, now they're just Shoring up his couch and shit like that. I mean, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn Stupid. tables on level. Give me one of those gold give, records. Give me one of those dumb gold records. Who <laughs> gives a shit? Uh, Chad. Yes. It is late in the evening. Mm. It is time for... for gargoyles to come to life. <laughs> Ooh, yes, it sure is. Um, NECA's making a fancy gargoyle figure. They're making a fancy Goliath that. figure, and it looks I really fucking it looks awesome. Really awesome. Yeah, we got we actually got an alert from them because it was so awesome looking. They were like, "Okay, uh, these are selling. To retailers are buying these at numbers that we were not expecting. We have to cut off our pre-orders because <laughs> our manufacturer can't meet demand for these. So yeah. we're cutting our we're cutting this by a week." And so you better get your orders in now. Yeah. So I did. I believe it. It looks sick. So I have multiple cases of, of Goliaths coming into the store. <laughs> Very nice. But they're fucking awesome. Come on. Now, they, someone, a real big fan got that job for sculpting oh, yeah. it for sure. God. It's so good. It's so fucking good. Oh, I'm excited. Yep. Nice. We've been, we've been getting a lot of great toys in the store lately makes me happy i'm enjoying we i think that we got so occupied with trying to be the best comic shop there was this like idea that we were like no we've got to have everything all the time we've got to make sure that we're like the best 
you know, there's all these other places, you know, we want to be the one that stands out. And now it's like, you know what? Fine. Fuck it. Let's get, let's get toys in this thing too. Forget, you know, we'd left the fun box monster emporium to rot, which made me sad. And so now mm-hmm. I think we have a nicer balance. Yeah. I've been, I've been spending my money a little wiser, I think. So now I have like, now I have crazy shit coming from all angles. Excellent. Which I enjoy. As it should be. Yeah, I think so. I mean, this place is such a fucking mishmash. I think it's it's sad to see the mishmash go away. Like, I love comics, but I don't want them to overwhelm everything. I like yeah, the you're idea. Not in lo- you're not in love with them, you know? I'm not in love with them, you know? And <laughs> actually, but that's the funny part is that, you know, we were talking earlier about, uh, you know, the crazy changes that are going on and all that stuff. And it's like, I was thinking about it and... I think somebody asked me, they're like, well, what if, what if, you know, floppies stop being made? I go, well, they made them for fucking a hundred years. You know, there's so many in existence. I could just start buying more collections and have amazing things in the store forever. You know, new comics are not the be all end all of comics. It's not like, it's not like record stores are going to go under if they stop making records, you know, like their money comes from selling used records. It doesn't come from selling new records. I know for a fact as a person who sells records that the markup is like 20%, you know, like tops. That's not great. Yeah. That's, that's bad. They're pretty much in the same boat as you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So that's fine by me. I would not, I really wouldn't care one way or the other. I like being able to sell trades because I like being able to show people stories that are awesome and be like, here, you should read this. But I mean, the money would be in selling used stuff. Yeah. You know, not having, right, exactly. Not having a, you know, $3,000 order every week, you know, cut that down to $500 in used shit. And I wouldn't need to constantly make up so much money all the time. You know, (laughs) it's true. You know, you start the week with a $3,000 debt that you have to recoup, and it's like, it's a lot of extra work, you know? Like, we're we're busting our ass just to get even, and then, like, okay, we managed to pay back what we've, what we've spent. Now we need to make the money that pays the fucking rent and, you know, pays the electricity. So I would, I would be excited to have that monkey off my back eventually. Yeah, let's cancel comics. You know what? Cancel comics. Hashtag cancel comics. Fuck them. Get them out of here. Who, can, who needs them? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, what? You think you're going to make a better comic than Jack Kirby did? Really? Thanks. The yeah, ego right, on these all. motherfuckers. What, what are you going to keep making records? What do you think you're as good as Led Zeppelin? Shut the fuck up. Stop making <laughs> records. Led Zeppelin made records. They made like 11 of them. Just fucking listen to those. Wow, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quit this shit. There's like there's like I'm gonna cancel my Spotify and just buy all the Led Zeppelin. <laughs> there's like two or three Beatles records out there that you can listen to that might be kind of good. I think like <laughs> Rubber Soul, Sgt. Pepper. Okay, there's two good Beatles records. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I started uh, I started from the beginning. Because I'd realized I'd never listened to a Beatles, Beatles album all the way through. I've only just heard That's because the first three are garbage. Well, the very first song on their very first album is the, uh, you know, she was, um, 
she was only 16, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but she was like, something like that. Basically, yeah. She was only 16. She was looking real good, if you know what I mean. And I was just like, oh, God. <laughs> like, what, have I, what have I started on to here? Yeah. It's weird For, that it's weird that a band that played that played in a German strip club 10 hours a day for like four years, uh, that they would be, uh, inappropriate in some manner. Yeah. Well, they're canceled. (laughs) That's it. Cancel the Beatles. Oh, please. There, there's a thousand better reasons to cancel the Beatles than that. I mean, (laughs) Jesus, just John spousal abuse is a good reason to cancel the Beatles. But uh, someone, uh, someone was talking about trying to cancel Sublime on Twitter the other day, and like a bunch of people were just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And I was like, I almost like tweeted at them, being like, "Oh, do you guys need help? <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring I'll, snacks. Uh, yeah, do you to man the phones. Uh, I'll call people. I'll cold call people just to tell them. Oh, anything I can do to help. I'll, but I'll come right on, over. Chad, you smoke two <laughs> joints when you smoke two joints, and then you smoke two more." I hate that's that so many so much. that's so many joints so so much <laughs> you know it's like, funny did, you, did they do anything that you particularly disagree with i was like i don't know their history in detail uh, no i just hate no, their music i just think they suck and if i can get them canceled i will do everything in my power <laughs> that happens. here's here's the thing uh, I'd only heard one song by Sublime at, at at a certain point in my life, and so I said, "Wow, they're pretty great." And I was like, "His cover of Popeye the Sailor Man was pretty good." Uh, <laughs> no, wait, what? What was the cover? No, it was Underdog for the no, Saturday he, morning. He didn't, he didn't do Underdog. No, who? What was his song? No, it was uh, Hong Kong Fui. Yeah. Hong that Kong was, was the the Sublime yeah. cover, and I was like, I, I "Actually, that's pretty good." Up, that is their only good song. And I was like, "Wow, that's a great song." And then I heard the rest of it, and I was like, "Oh no, they'll never live up to their cover of Hong Kong Fui." Uh, so why don't they just quit? I wish. I hope that's on his tombstone. Mm, I'm sure it is. No matter why what did, he did, he could never get past that cover. Why didn't Hong we Kong. just stop with Hong Kong Fui? It says. <laughs> mm. Should have been it. Yeah, I mean, that was the best song for most of those bands that were on that on that soundtrack. I I would agree. I think I think definitely Bush's cover of Speed Racer was probably the best thing they ever did, or Sponge, or whoever the fuck it was. They're all the same band. Who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) What was it? Choke, Blur, Glarp. Fuck those (laughs) '90s bands. (laughs) It was Epop Orc. Uh Uh. That's what it was. Oh damn, that was the Violent Femmes, wasn't it? Uh yes, they did. <laughs> and the and violent I, was the and violent. Reverend Horton Heat did uh, stop that pigeon. Yeah, was it the violent femmes that blew up their spot on the fact that they just hired a studio band to play everything? Oh really? One of them in the in the credits in the album it seems like a butthole surfers thing to do more than anybody else. But uh, I I think it might have been the violent femmes where they were like, you know in corporate decisions like this of uh, the singer will be brought in to sing a song that doesn't even have the band and blah, 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 blah. It's, yeah. this is a, you know, it's a, he got to write whatever he wanted and it was some sort of like just little diatribe blowing up their spot on how they, how they recorded the album. Who cares? Oh, it's I a great know. album. Yeah. That Saturday morning compilation is fantastic. 
Mm. One of my better purchases. I would say that. Yeah. Solid. Oh, Tristan. Oh, Oh, Chad. It's the night is upon us. Gargoyles fill the sky. (laughs) I'm so glad we had this time together. Fight David Xanatos and his gargoyle (laughs) armor outside of my house. Xanatos. Man, he was evil. Stuff. He was an evil person. I mean, I think it just sounds like the writers didn't like Greeks to me. So uh, I think <laughs> hashtag cancel gargoyles. Uh, recancel gargoyles, I mean. Sorry. <laughs> it's already been canceled. <laughs> no longer uh, errors. Not much so, we can do about it. Fair enough. All right, Chad. I will see you later. And I think that I've got like two episodes of this that we still haven't published. So I'll put those uh, out at some three. point. I think it's no three. No way. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. You didn't do Shit. one this week either. <laughs> no. That like, can't be yeah, right. Yeah, I, I think that's true. Okay, well, fine. I'm going to publish Check this the one. I'm going to publish this one tonight, and then I'm going to go back and publish the archived ones at some other point. Sure. The lost episodes. Exactly. So, because uh, it's only 930 I can stick around the the old comic shop another half hour to wait this for the fucking thing to upload to Podbean because their server okay. is slow as shit. Tell them. So, oh, I'm gonna. I'll I'm gonna moving into your cube tonight. So I'll see you when you get home. All right, sounds <laughs> good. Pizza rolls in the oven. We'll be all oh, set. Ooh, I love pizza rolls. All right. Yeah, you do. <laughs> okay. You knew that just because everybody loves pizza rolls, Chad. That was that's an easy guess. Edge my bets. Good point. All right. Good night. Good night. Chad, I will see you when I see you. Which will be soonish. Yeah, and I'll figure out 